All right, it's uh, nearly 6 p.m. on the 1st of May 2021. Uh, this is Metaphysics of Money. And I'm uh, I'm in a bit of a cash flow crisis, so I'm, I'm trying to work out the metaphysics of money at the moment. So uh, I'm bumping along, getting by, but uh, at the bottom end of the scale that everybody else seems to be a lot higher up on than, than me. But hey, that's the way things are. It is what it is for the time being. And we are in the middle of a, a global pandemic. So that's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. But during the course of my thoughts, uh, it's occurred to me that even that description is is mislabeling something. So instead of people being ahead of me or on top of me or higher up than me and on a scale, I need to change the way I frame that. So change the metaphor, change the analogy. So I'm in a, a set of people that are being challenged at the moment financially but I'm not always in that place so it is a temporary situation and it will change it will change when the economy shifts out of lockdown and gets back to normal in inverted commas again so we've, we've been in lockdown for over a year it has an impact on all sorts of different markets for goods and services. My main source of income is in telesales in the home improvement industry. So kitchens, bathrooms, windows, conservatories, uh, thermal roofs for existing conservatories. various combinations of, of the, the above and uh, quite a lot of the customers have retired so as soon as there's any kind of indication that there's some kind of crisis going on they retreat and they they don't spend money which is fair enough because it's you've got to look after your money in a, in a crisis I understand what people are doing it's a personal interest takes precedence. But slowly those people will come back and they'll be spending money on restaurants and holidays and courses, all sorts of things that they're not spending money on now, including home improvements. And, uh, what we'll probably find is that the, back, the backlog of things that could have been done over the last year will will flood flood in and there'll be a huge demand for a few months and then it'll calm down again. So it's possible that there's a certain amount of pent-up demand. That's what I would expect to happen. That's certainly what happened when when we went back temporarily when I went back temporarily last summer, there was a lot, a lot of demand 
showing up in the market and the company I was working for was turning over in some weeks a million pounds worth of business which is huge just huge but there was only a limited amount of, of people doing home improvements so they were getting the business because there was less competition so in terms of cash flow I need to reframe how I describe what's happening so uh, there's a temporary situation there's a temporary globe, global situation which is affecting my cash flow it's affecting quite a few people's cash flow some people are insulated from from the effects of it but a lot of people aren't so it's a general thing so I'm not at the bottom of a of a scale I'm not at the bottom of a, a hierarchy it's just a it's just a situation that's temporary and it'll change when the economy opens up again I'm more comfortable with that than I am with with being at the bottom of a hierarchy I think in terms of the flow the flow metaphor there's always there's always flow there's flow with breath flow with thoughts flow with blood all of those things food is flowing in and out all the time so there's lots of lots of things happening that are already flow so there's no there's no shortage of flow going on it's just an appearance of a lack of flow so it's showing up as money in this case but it's the appearance of a, of a lack of flow there's still plenty of flow going on in fact everything that happens to the human body is flow so I am flow that's that's the way to describe it I am blood flow flow of thought and cash flow that's probably the way to describe it I'll come up with something a bit more descriptive maybe in an, a later podcast but for the time being I think that's probably enough so I'll let that be for the time being and so thank, thanks for listening and I'll be back uh, probably tomorrow okay this is another of those two o'clock in the morning podcast recording sessions and what I've realized and what I should have known all along really is that it takes a single point of attention to generate cash flow so I'm fine when I'm when I'm focused totally on cash flow totally on money I can sustain that for a while usually about 18 months and then I get sidetracked or I get bored or I get frustrated or somebody changes a commission structure or the the manager changes at the work I'm doing and then I, I lose interest basically and I start focusing on something else 
with my attention. So that one of the key things with cash flow activation and with the metaphysics of money is a single point of attention. It's everything focused in one direction. And that one direction is generating money. So that's that's where I am at the moment. I'm focusing almost entirely on generating cash flow. It's my, it's my only thought process at the moment, simply because I'd, I'm at zero. <laughs> so I have to. I've got no choice. Um, but that again is is where the single point of attention comes in. Choice is a limiting factor on cash flow. The more choice you have, the less less money is coming in is going to come in because you're going to be splitting your attention in two or three different directions. As long as those directions are all pointed towards the same place then everything should be fine but if 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 some of your energy is going off to the left some of your energy is going off to the right some of it's going forward and some of it's looking backwards then that that can be a problem what what really needs to be happening is one single point of attention here and now on generating money generating the next set of cash flow so in my world that means um getting and getting another job in a call center for a while so i'm i've got potentially got something coming up in the middle of may which is a training course which will get me an interview so that should move me in the right direction and uh, we'll see it's energy selling selling or customer service for energy so it's one way of doing it but uh, i've got other ways of doing it as well uh, the podcasting is generating a little bit of money so i'm going to put attention on that as well but here's the thing so because the podcast is generating it's only generating 20 cents here and there it's not a, it's not a lot of money but it is generating something so that makes me excited about podcasting and because i'm excited about podcasting and generating income from it i then start to think about generating income in other ways so even 20 producing 20 cents from something that you're doing that you enjoy is a place to start and it doesn't have to be a huge amount it can be if it works out at $40 a month that'll cover 20 cups of coffee so or 15 cups of coffee maybe so it's enough to buy me a cup of coffee most days out of the month which is which is fine that's that's good enough. I sit with a cup of coffee and think about what I'm going to do in the, on the podcast, usually. So, it's a good way to do it. So, my aim at the moment is, is to produce 40 or $50 a month 
forty dollars a month is what came out of my mouth. So that's the way I'm thinking. And then I'll start thinking about fifty, and then sixty, and then seventy, and so on. But let's let's get past twenty cents first. Let's get to let's get to ten dollars, so I can actually take it out of the account, and then work up from there. So, but it's happening automatically. So, as long as I'm posting something, then the podcast will generate revenue from from advertising, and it's all taken care of once you sign up. So, I'm happy with the way that's going. I've found a way to gen, even if it's twenty cents. I've found a way to generate income from podcasting, so I'm happy, and I'll be doing more podcasting on the platform that's generating me the revenue so that that's it for now that's my thoughts at at 17 minutes past two in the morning uh thanks for listening and I'll, i'll see you again tomorrow or later today all right tonight i just want to talk a little bit about uh the philosophical differences between absorbing the world uh, consuming the world and being consumed by the world now there's a there's a definite difference in the the way that each of those things feels consuming the world or integrating the world if you want to use that phrase is a is an individual in relationship with something something else um, being consumed by or being absorbed by is is the world in relation to another part of the world so there's a there's a fundamental difference there's a fundamental separation in the first example and an absorption in the second example so there's a unity in the second example although integration can can get you there uh, absorption by the world is acceptance of the world and the world accepting you so just just meditate for a moment on on each of those things and the relationship really it's a relationship between the world and part of the world but in the first example the part of the world sees itself as separate and in the second example the part of the world is absorbed so it doesn't actually exist it's just just a flow of things that happen and situations and conversations so how to the, the issue here is is how to maintain enough boundaries to be an individual and also to be part of the world so that's a that's the foundational question yeah
that I've been I've been considering. And the easiest way to to do that, as far as I can tell, is to let the world absorb you when you get to a point where you're happy, where you're content, where you're complete as much as you can be in yourself. So if you do do the internal work, do the, the self-actualization work, uh, meditation and healing, whatever needs to be happening and up to the point that you feel satisfied or complete or perfected perfected's not the right word but it's it's a flavor of what's going on and then once that satisfaction has happened then let the world in to a greater extent and let the world absorb your completeness your satisfaction with yourself and pass pass it on in other words pass on your completeness and your peace peace of mind to the world and and the world absorbs it the world consumes it so you become you become consumed by your environment and become part of the environment and that way you're letting the world in but on on your own terms as much as you can I mean there are there are different systems of self-actualization different spiritual systems uh, that that remain separate but the idea I'm trying to get across is to let the world in and let allow yourself to be part of the world in a way that's that's complete so you're a complete individual and part of the world in a way that a complete individual would be part of the world i hope that makes sense So here's another way to approach the metaphysics of money. Uh, if you're in your 20s or your early 30s, it's going to be worthwhile putting money into a pension fund while you've got the option at, in your 20s or early 30s, simply because it's then got 30 years to accumulate. And that's what makes a difference. So for me... I joined the company pension fund when I was 25 and I left the company when I was 32 so I've got I've got six years roughly of pension contributions that I put in this is 25 odd years ago so by the time I get to retirement age it'll have run for 35 years on compound interest and dividends so it compounds the money the money increases accumulates and then accumulates on the accumulation and it goes up roughly eight percent a year the stock market goes up roughly eight percent a year so the more you can put in early the better really because you'll have more 
to draw on when you get to 65 or 67 or 70 or whatever the age is going to be. But um, that's the only thing that really makes it worthwhile me retiring. Otherwise, I would have to work until I'm 90. Uh, but I do have I do have a little bit of a pension fund as well as my basic state pension. So it's going to looks like it's going to be all right. But it's it's a matter of I was working with middle-aged women at the time when I was in my mid-twenties, but they persuaded me by just repeatedly telling me to join the pension fund over and over and over and over again. So so I did in the end. And I've, it, it's going to work out all right for me. This is why I'm saying um, time and is a, is the accumulator in this that, that's the equation time is the the compounding factor that's the growth factor so the more you can put in in your 20s and 30s the the more you'll have when you draw it out at 67 or 63 or 55 or whatever you can get at it at 55 but that means that there's less money that's the only thing. So you've got to take all of these things into account. But uh, my advice would be put put money into a pension fund, find a good pension fund management company and just put as much in as you can and let them manage it for you. Because if you're anything like me, uh, you like to, you'd like to tinker. And tinkering is not a good idea with pension funds. You have to be there for the long term or with any kind of investment really you have to be there for the long term so time is time is the absolute critical factor in most things actually in business if you get through the first year you've got much more likelihood of having a successful business on your hands i think 80 percent of startups fail in the first year so if you can get through the first year, then you're doing pretty well. And uh, you've got a fighting chance of making it through years two and three. And then getting some actual revenue back, getting some profit back in, in year four and year five. Uh, and the theory would be and have an exit strategy for, for the year five, sell it on or, or expand or, or merge or whatever. That would be the theory. Not that I'm a financial advisor, don't don't even think that I'm that. But uh, I have learned a few things over the years. So the best the best idea that you, that I can give you at the moment is to find a good pension fund management company or an individual that you trust, and then let them manage your money for you. Give them some some criteria, some limitations, some some kind of priorities for how you want it invested, and then let them do it. And you go off and live your life and forget about it for 30 years. And then with a bit of luck, it'll be there when you need it when you retire. I've just turned 55, so I can I can get it mine uh, this year. And I'm considering doing that, but I'd, I'd quite like to have a bit more money in it when I do it. But I, at the moment, I'm uh, I'm 
bumping along at the bottom on living on fresh air so i might need to just draw the pension fund and that'll solve the cash flow problem i've got at the moment there's, just, there's enough sitting there that i can pull it out i think you get you get a 25 percent lump sum when you when you move it and when you start to draw it out you can you can take 25 percent as a lump sum so i think the last time i checked there was £150,000 in the pot, which means I'll get roughly thirty pounds or £35,000 in cash, uh, which will solve my, solve my cash flow problem. And then it uh, I'll have to work out whether it's worth my while because I'll lose my universal credit if I draw it out. And it won't last anywhere near as long as I think it's going to. 30000 won't last me more than about three years if that maybe two years so it's, it's something that has to be considered very carefully but we'll see it's on the list of things that, that I can possibly do to solve the problem unless I can find another way to solve the problem uh, if anybody's got a, a good commission structure on their affiliate marketing product then I might be interested in taking a look at that uh, I've, I've been involved in some affiliate marketing membership sites over the years, so I could potentially promote those. There was, there was a couple of them that were pretty good, and uh, good for beginners at least. So we'll see, I'll have to investigate that as well. I've got lots of things on the list that I need to investigate. Okay, so another short segment. Um, I think I like this way of doing things where I can record five minutes at a time. It kind of makes sense to the way that my brain works. Cause I, I think in terms of blogs, so I think in terms of sh short, snappy uh, pieces of, of writing or whatever. And it builds up over the week to be six or seven segments, so it's half an hour's worth of content, which kind of works. Anyway, thinking about money yet again um, I'm waiting for word about a training course that will lead to an interview nothing's come through so far um, I'm being blocked from Podbean because I haven't paid their fee which is fair enough because they, they're entitled to their money but I don't have it until the 25th so they'll have to wait so in the meantime I'm using another email address and I it gets me five more free hours as another free trial so I've got I've got half a dozen email addresses I can use so nothing stops me it's just a matter of working a way around the system uh, but I will pay their fee when I get it anyway so that's that so as usual I'm trying to do a hundred things with not a lot of money really so I have to do the cheapest version or the, the workaround version of everything but that's all right. It's creative as much as anything else. Uh, I've just I've sat and and put a mind map together of all the the Wi-Fi hotspots that I'm using so far in Newcastle. So if anybody wants a a mind map of Wi-Fi hotspots, uh, leave me a message. I think you can record a message. Leave me a message with your email address on it, and I'll send you a copy of the mind map. Uh, free 
as long as I remember and as long as I spot the message. Uh, I'm not going to give any guarantees, but I'll do what I can. All right, and there's quite a few other mind maps sitting there. So if anybody would like to make a donation, I'll send you a, 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 a random selection of five, if you like. Uh, send me a donation of $10, $10 or £10 for a random collection of five mind maps. That seems like a deal. And it's a way to support the podcast. So cash flow activation. I recorded something this afternoon uh, on a on a speaker, so I'll record it here as well. Um, I was I was thinking about how to make money from podcasting, and the the two that have got affiliate programs, the two platforms that have got affiliate programs are Podbean and Spreaker. So there's potential for uh, bringing some affiliates in to there. Uh, Spreaker's got advertising that I can get access to uh, from the UK. The others don't. You have to be in the United States to get access to their advertising. So the only ones that are any use to me is Spreaker. In terms of advertising, it won't bring in very much, but it might bring in like 15 or 20 pounds in a year. (laughs) Unless I get a huge amount of traffic from somewhere, which I might. that one's on on Spotify, I think. So there's, there might be potential for it to get some traffic. You never know. So those are the two the two options really. Uh, is move some traffic from Podomatic to Podbean and Spreaker and take a cut for introducing, which is affiliate marketing or the advertising. Those are the two options I've got. So I'm going to investigate each of them. Uh, I think Podbean pays more for the introduction, but Spreaker has a recurring monthly income. So it might not be very much, but it's recurring over the lifetime of the, the use of the platform. And it's cheaper than Podbean. So I'm going to, I'm going to investigate. I'll have to test them both and see which one converts uh, the best and produces the most income. The upfront income from Podbean would be useful, but ongoing is, if I can get an ongoing residual income from Spreaker, that would be wonderful. Even if it's $2 per customer per month, I'm sure I can build up five or 600 customers over the course of the rest of my life and get get $1,200 a month. So that's that's my option. So the target's going to be, it looks looks like the target's going to be 500 customers for Spreaker. So I'll start with that. Because uh, there, there will be an option for a free trial there as well, I would think. I'll have to double check. But uh, I'll post if I, I'll post the affiliate links in the in the show notes. So I think my my affiliate marketing is going to be podcasting for podcasters. I've got a a group set up on LinkedIn as well, which is a podcasting kind of members group. So I'll have to double check there as well. There might be some potential for affiliate marketing on LinkedIn to move people over to Podbean or, or Spreaker. 
either one. We'll see. It deserves a look anyway. So that's pretty much it from me. I'm, seems like I'm rambling, but actually I know I do know what I'm talking about. And it, it'll require quite a lot of traffic. It requires like 3,000 hits a, a, a month, really, to, to even start making money. So the target, if the target's 3,000 people per month, then that means advertising, which means that there's going to, uh, it, it makes it complicated. I'll take a look and see what the advertising potential is on Facebook for podcasting. There might be some potential for that as well. If I can, if I can get some, uh, some traffic and it, and it converts, then it'll pay for itself. And we'll see. I'll have to have a look because I haven't investigated really at all yet. And Twitter as well. There might be some potential for paying for advertising on Twitter. I'll see if anybody else has done it. Because I haven't seen anybody doing it so far. But, but they might. They might do. Anyway, Podbean would be the the one that, would, that I would advertise. I don't think I would be able to advertise Spreaker. Because it's, it's not going to produce more than a couple of dollars per customer but Podbean will, will produce it more than that but there's no residual so Podbean would be the obvious one to start with if I'm ad advertising on Facebook or whatever anyway I'll take a look I don't know whether it will happen yet I need to investigate properly but that's the way I'm thinking at the moment 